Hi, I'm Dr. Becker. And today we have the honor of interviewing Kristen Peralta. She was nominated for a Game Changer Award by Dave. Dave submitted a beautiful history about the work that Kristen is doing, and she's joining us today to tell us more about her work rescuing animals. So Kristen, congratulations on your Game Changer Award. And also, we're so happy that you are here to tell us more about the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. I'm honored. Um, so I uh, started Vintage Pet Rescue uh, back in 2017, and um, it kind of evolved um, very organically. Um, I met my husband uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, he was working for Best Friends Animal Society, and I was volunteering for a rescue group. And we met, and we um, ended up taking home a little a little white hospice dog um, that was at the shelter and we just didn't want to see her in the shelter. So we thought we would take her home and have her for a few months and spoil her. Um, we named her Rue McClanahan and um, she actually um, ended up uh, living in our home with us for about a year and a half before she passed away. And when she did pass away, we went and we adopted another senior dog in her memory, and it kind of just spiraled from there. Um, Vintage Pet Rescue was not even uh, a thought in our head at that point. At that point, we were just um, taking in these senior dogs that no one else really wanted. Um, and then when we actually moved, I'm from Rhode Island. So when I convinced my husband to move from Los, sunny Los Angeles to rainy, cold Rhode Island um, in 2017, that's when we actually uh, started Vintage Pet Rescue and um, actually made it a 501c3 and an actual rescue. Um, and I honestly thought... Um, you know, we'd have 10, 20 dogs every year coming through our doors and we'd be a sanctuary. They would stay with us until they passed away. Well, um, the need for uh, senior rescues is much, uh, much more, much higher than I anticipated. So just last year, um, we actually took in 255 senior hospice special needs dogs, um, found homes for about 220 of those. Um, some are also are still in foster care or with forever fosters. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of exploded. It's definitely not what I anticipated when we started this, um, five years ago, but we are, um, you know, we're, we're changing a lot of lives and touching a lot of people. And that's, it's really special. It's, it's amazing. And I, I have to guess because you, when you moved home and you, you, you had to reestablish new relationships, of course, cause you haven't been there in a while and meet new friends and, you know, meet like-minded people under, that understood your mission. I have to assume in this short five-year period that you've really grown probably quite a network of local volunteers and help because that's a lot of animals. I, are you all foster centered? I mean, I know that you have animals in your home, of course, but are you building this massive foster network because you, uh, I don't want to say under anticipated the needs of senior pets, but yes, there are always more animals that need help that maybe we have hands, but you must have accrued a lot of hands quickly. We did. Uh, we definitely did. Um, yes, I have created um, 
quite uh, a, a great network. Um, I'm not going to say that it's extensive, um, but the people that I have, um, I really trust and they know a lot about senior dogs and they're able to troubleshoot and kind of figure things out. So that it, that's really special. That's, that's what's necessary. I'd rather have, you know, 10 really great fosters than 50 that don't, aren't really comfortable with the seniors. Um, so we definitely have a great, you know, small foster network. Um, I have amazing volunteers. Uh, we do. So most of the dogs in the rescue are in our home. So right now, currently we have 25 in the house. Um, we have had up to about 35 in the house. Um, and they all live, it's, it's cage free. They all kind of live. I actually, I'm in the rescue room. If you guys, I can turn it around so you guys can kind of see the, the rescue room. Um, so, you know, so we're cage free. They're all sleeping right now. It's nap time. Um, but we have these little areas that they can eat um, in private if they are on a special diet um, or if they are kind they want to eat everybody's food. Um, but so most most of the dogs do come straight to our home. Um, they live here. We'll get them bedded. We'll get to know them. We'll write their bio. And then we'll have people who are interested in fostering or adopting come here to get them. Um, we will take some dogs from other states. And we do have some great um, fosters in other states that will just keep the dogs with them in the state that they're in. And we kind of work with them that way. But yes, we we did. We made a great, um, a great network. Um, and we've even last year, we actually extended, we, we started a community outreach program. So we're actually going into different housing authorities in Rhode Island, um, low-income seniors who have pets, and we are bringing supplies and groomers and vets and vet techs into their building because most of them don't drive. So we're bringing the resources and the supplies they need directly to them and then if they do need additional vetting, we will, we actually pay for that. We oh. finance, we'll cover that financially. So that's, we're really, uh, we did, we started it last year and this year we're really expanding it, um, to, to help, help as many seniors with, with pets as that we can. That's all, that's an amazing outreach. And obviously you identify that as a need in your community and then you stepped up and you're filling that. So the seniors who have senior pets still need senior care uh, and you're providing that bridge, which is amazing. The, how do you, I'm sure that sometimes older mom and dads or how, how do the seniors, senior animals get to you? I'm sure from a variety of things, people die. Uh, that is how I got my senior dog is a, um, a local man died in a nursing home and he had a senior dog. And would you say that it's from all, do you have humane societies calling you saying, Hey, I have a really old dog. That's not kenneling. Well, could you help? Or like, is it a whole variety of different backgrounds of how the senior dogs come to you? Yes. Um, 
we have a ton of different places that dogs come to us. The vast majority though, come directly from owners who either pass away and their family reaches out to us, um, or the owner is going into assisted living or going into a nursing home and can no longer care for the animal, or they're going through chemo, um, or a long hospitalization and they can't care for the animal. Um, so that's where we get the vast majority of our of our surrenders. Um, we do have some great relationships with local shelters here. Um, local shelters in Connecticut. Um, a lot of them will reach out to us when they have an older dog who probably would not do well in a, in a kennel environment. Um, so we have some great, uh, great connections with them, um, and different rescues. Um, one thing I've really tried to do when I moved here to Rhode Island is really try to, kind of connect the rescue community. So I actually created a Facebook group um, and I have one or two people from each rescue or shelter in Rhode Island involved. So we could share ideas and share, actually supplies was kind of the big thing because so many shelters get prescription food that they can't use and the rescues are dying to get the kidney food or the urinary food or is some sort of food. So we, you know, if a shelter gets a, a case of urinary food, they'll take a picture and say, does anyone need this? And the rescue down the road says, I need it. And they go and pick it up. So it's actually been really great to kind of form those connections. Um, but yeah, the way, I mean, and we try to keep the owners involved if possible. Um, we're not like other rescues where once, um, an owner, once a dog is surrendered, that's it. There's no more communication. Oh, we so have, good. we have, we have had um, a hand, actually probably about 10 or 12 different situations where the owners have actually come to visit their animals here, um, or we'll stay in touch with the adopter or the foster to get updates. Um, we will send updates and pictures if they want. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's too hard for them and they'll tell us that and we understand, but we do have that as an option to keep them involved in their pet's life if they want. So beautiful, Kristen, really you're, you're knitting together. You're not just your community. You're, you are filling in the blanks and building bridges to help not just men dogs hearts, but the humans that are attached to them. It's really, it's really wonderful. Yeah. Not anticipating that you were probably going to do senior dog rescue full-time in your life. Uh, how, when you wake up in the morning, what do you love most about the work that you're doing? Um, I think what I love most about the work that I'm doing is just the lives that we're changing um, and animal and people kind of like you mentioned, um, we, we really are, I mean, the messages we get and the letters we get and the emails we get from people just like thanking us just for even just bringing uh, cat food to them. Well, you know, they said, Oh, we, you know, I wouldn't be able to afford this if, if you didn't give it to me and my cats would have suffered or, or dog food or, you know, paying for a much needed dental for a dog who, if they didn't get the dental, they were going to be euthanized. And so getting those, um, you know, getting, knowing that we are helping affect these, you know, these people's lives and helping them keep their animals with them, I think is really the, the most, the most exciting, the, the, the thing that really makes that's, that's big Al barking in the background. 
he's well, that's good that's big good out. big out wants dinner um yeah. so that's that's really the uh i think what really keeps driving me um because this is not it's not easy work um it is no. we uh we deal with a lot of illness um a lot of a lot of death a lot of different um things uh that are that are tough um and it's and dealing with the people aspect is also really tough i i understand why other rescues cut you know cut the cord um because it is draining it's emotionally and mentally draining sometimes um but uh we just keep kind of doing what we doing what we can to to keep a positive, a positive outlook. And sometimes I need to really give myself a kick in the butt when I'm walking around saying, Oh my gosh, everyone's sick. Everyone's dying. But that's what we do. We take an hospice dog. So I'm not, we're not going to have them for 10 or 14 years. We might only have them for a few weeks and we just have to focus on making those few weeks the best that they have. And when you think about it from an animal's perspective, because animals do live in the here and now the animals that are, that you bring in are so happy for the love and attention and care at this moment that if we can help be a little bit, sometimes I think animals help center us to the fact that indeed we are all finite and that being able to see, knowing that we're all terminal in some sense, but seeing that their lives are going to wrap up shortly, but yet still how much joy and happiness an ability to be happy in the present moment, despite cancer or despite a failing organ system, or despite having only X amount of days or weeks left. It's so inspiring to the human soul to, to have the honor, to be able to care for animals in that state in their last chapter, because it is, it's a means of us being able, I think, to do our own evolution and become the, the best versions of ourselves, understanding that we're providing this amazing opportunity for these animals to have happy days at the very end of their life. You're doing that. And it's, really wonderful. Kristen, if people wanted to donate or check out uh, the animals that are available, maybe for fostering or get involved, mm-hmm. how would they learn more about your work? So we have, we have a pretty extensive um, social media. Um, so on Instagram, it's at vintage underscore pet underscore rescue. And um, on Facebook, if you just search for vintage pet rescue, um, we're always posting super, super cute photos, um, funny photos. We try to keep it very positive, even though we're dealing with a lot of heartache. Um, we don't want to be like the sad Sarah McLaughlin ASPCA commercials. We want people to actually want to take in a senior dog and try this out. Um, also our website is uh, vintagepetrescue.org. And on there you can see all our adoptable dogs and there's a way to contact us on there through email and our uh, frequently asked questions. So um, yeah, we we're pretty accessible if, uh, if people, can uh, can go on to our website or on social media. Beautiful. If if you if you could think about this is a hard question. If you could think about wanting people to know one thing about this really important work that you're doing that maybe they haven't thought about or uh, maybe just something that you've recognized that you would want to share with people, what would it be? I think 
my, my entire purpose of Vintage Pet Rescue and everything we're doing is really promoting senior dogs. And I would love, I, I'll say this, see, taking, taking on a senior dog or a hospice dog or a paralyzed dog, it is not for everyone, but I would really encourage everyone to think about it. And if they're thinking about adding a new animal um, to their household, um, maybe they don't want a puppy and they're thinking adult, well, maybe think about that 12 or 13 or 14 year old. Um, and just, you know, I think the real thing is just spreading how amazing senior dogs can be. And what you're saying, it's a very special to be, it's very special to be part of that the last chapter of their life. And I would love for people to really think about it and um, consider, consider a senior. Excellent advice. And what you're doing is amazing, Kristen. We're so thankful there are people like you in this world that are just committed their lives to helping those animals at the last chapter of their lives with still maybe months to in some situations, seniors, months to years to give of a beautiful yes. co-created relationship with a brand mom or dad that can be some of the most special, meaningful times for both the, the dog and the family that is able to adopt them. So we appreciate all the amazing things you are doing in your community. Yeah. We're really thankful that Dave nominated you. We're also thankful that Big Al is telling us it's time to eat. Big, Big Al says it's dinner time. <laughs> Congratulations on your award. We're really, uh, we're really thankful to have been able to learn more about vintage pets. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.